Welcome to Life, Love, and Lessons, a safe space where we do all things with love and opulence. This podcast is for men and women of all ethnicities, experiences, opinions, life paths, and professional or rough backgrounds who are somehow involved in the space of dating or relationships, whether it's online or in person, or simply interested in love, spirituality, living the good life, learning, or just here to be inspired, entertained, intrigued, or in tune with life's personal pleasures. Listen intently, open your mind, and vibe. see you back so soon our next appointment isn't until next month right is, is there something bothering yeah i wasn't supposed to be back until next month but yeah i don't know 2020 kind of requires me to see a therapist okay so i have 2020 to thank for me seeing you so much these days i might like 2020 after all <laughs> stop You don't care about my problems that much. Actually, I care so much, not just about your problems, but also your goals, your accomplishments, and your happiest moments. And you know my favorite part of you? Mm Mm-mm, what's that? Your peace. When I don't see you frequently, I know that you're at peace with yourself, your work, your environment, and everything that the world has going on. That's usually the time that you're not on social media, soaking in everyone's insecurities, but you're focused on your kids, your students, everyone that you work with, that you're helping and and just consistently pouring into, planting seeds. You're doing God's work. And during that time, when you are really at peace with everything that's going on, I just get a seasonal check-in. Those times, you're more like my therapist than the other way around. Because you've really mastered the art of peace and centering yourself. And anyone can benefit from it when you feel like sharing it. But I know you share it often, especially with those that often come around you. So let me guess. When you don't see me frequently, that means that someone or something is consistently disturbing my peace. Mm, Well, that's for you to tell me. So which is it? Someone or something disturbing your peace? You know what I like about you? What do you like about me, Alante? I like that I can be honest with you, fully open, transparent, vulnerable, and really direct, really. I don't have to beat around the bush with you or sugarcoat anything to protect your feelings. And whatever I say, you can reflect it back to me exactly the way I intended for you to receive it. 
Okay. So that tells me that somebody or some people aren't understanding you. And I know how that triggers your irritation. Being irritated disturbs your peace, which is why you avoid it. You don't like making time for therapy, but you also know that when your irritation level is out of your control, you have to come to session to process and resolve. And let me just say this before we get into what brought you in here today. Alante, you know better than many people that people can only understand you from their level of perception. And not many people are like you, which makes you complicated to some people. They can't fathom someone being all love, all good, all genuine, all forgiving, and all peace. And they allow their own internal struggles to project onto you and cause conflict with their energy if you allow it to grasp your attention for too long. You've been through it all. All the trauma, all the grief, and all the insecurities. It just so happens that you started healing before most of your peers reached puberty. And you've been out on this life journey of self-love and full-on focus and understanding of yourself, spirituality, and others for a long time now. Sometimes you just have to slow down for people. I remember you told me when we first met that you didn't need me. You really just needed people to do the right thing, own up to their wrongs when they didn't do the right thing, and then go back and do the right thing. Basically, growth. You really just want people to grow, to evolve, to do good all the time. You get so caught up in other people's inability to grow at your pace that you make it your problem to solve. And that's why you came to me. Your your exceedingly high expectations for humans and for yourself. All right. (laughs) That makes sense. I mean, but really, I've accepted that people grow at their own pace. I get that. I've made peace with that. I know how to give people like that their space and extend grace, and that's what I do. It's just irritating sometimes. Okay, I can understand that. So why are you here today? I can think of about five reasons why I'm here, but the most irritating thing right now is this old friendship. You know how I am about friends. It's just so hard to understand the feeling of friendships. I get associates, co-workers, and people you just know a little bit or, you know, came across or know of, becoming distant, falling out, growing apart. But true friends, that's always translated as forever friends to me. Like, no matter what. I got you, and I know you got me. Okay. This is a lot already. Because I know that if you had a wound that was still causing you pain, it would be your mother. Like the umbilical cord is still hanging, and every so often you trip over it. Or your father, who still can't figure out how to get things right. 
But it sounds like this is a wound we haven't talked about in some time. Because I thought you made peace with old friends, even the ones who disagree with you and don't talk to you anymore. But I also know that you don't have many old friends that aren't your current friend. But I can think of a couple who come to mind for different reasons or just pure differences. But again, I thought you let those wounds heal and let those people go. Someone tore the bandage off? Like, what's going on? I guess it's something like that. Okay. Well, quite honestly, any friend that chose to walk away from you clearly didn't know you or didn't deserve you. And I can only think of one who we might be referencing. And I'm sorry, Alante. I just remember how this person hurts you and how that friendship ended. Your heart is just so big sometimes. That person never apologized to you. You apologized to them for making them feel a way that wasn't even something you did. They tricked themselves into believing that you were wrong about something that you never did. And you still apologize. I don't know how you do it. You know... Mm, the all the extending of love and grace and apologies when it's not warranted, but you do it so kindly. Yeah, that sounds about right. You remember going through life, responding to things by asking yourself, what would Jesus do? Now, I not only ask myself, what would Jesus do, but what would love do? I'm so proud of you. You really continue to amaze me. I've watched you grow so much over the years. So tell me, how did this friend get brought up again? Mm, I told you about my podcast, right? Yeah, we spoke about it briefly. Well, I created this podcast about perception versus reality. And it detailed our friendship from beginning to end to show how serious individual perceptions are and how they can restructure reality and ultimately end a childhood friendship. Okay, that sounds good. Actually, very creative. So what happens? Um, This friend reached out to me and let me know that the podcast was hurtful, distasteful, disturbing, Seemed like I was telling their life story or personal business and that it wasn't my story to tell. Wait, this friend reached out to you? If it's who I think it is, they cut you off and shut you out and had nothing to say to you for the last three and a half years, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, well, I'm sorry it took them... You know, for your podcast to be published, for for them to finally let you in, was it really hurtful or was it just their perception? Now, tell me the truth. I didn't intend for it to be hurtful, but it was hurtful to this friend. Hurtful because some of the people, like, well, a lot of people, you know, aren't ready to face themselves or to face their wrongs. I think they might still be growing or maturing and healing right now. 
but also still hurting from a lot and not able to see the truth or accept the truth just yet. Which kind of makes their perception what it is. And I can understand that. I shared something they didn't know. And honestly, I thought I had told them before, but I figured I didn't when they told me that it was news to them. Okay, how did that make you feel? That it made me feel sad, actually. I honestly thought I had told them that one detail from our childhood before we were adults and to learn that I didn't. And instead, they found out from my podcast was hurtful. I would have definitely rather had that conversation in person. I could have sworn we discussed it briefly in the past, but I could be mistaken. So I felt their sadness. I never want to cause anyone hurt, no matter what they did or didn't do to me. Nobody deserves that. I had no business telling that part without that person knowing first. Everything else I shared, they were there for it and witnessed it the same way I did. I could tell the space they're in right now from the reaction to the podcast. So I know the level of growth and maturity or understanding or capacity to love hasn't been reached yet. So they weren't ready for that. But that's my fault. Because I've seen some of their work and what they're currently doing and I thought that it was genuine growth. I never could keep up with what was authentic and what was just for the attention of social media. What do you mean? I hear you talking about the space they're in, but it really sounds like you said some things or shared some things or details of their life that were either new to them or hurtful or intended to cause harm if that's the way they got it or the way that they understood it. How could it have been perceived differently? If I had heard the same exact podcast and I was the other friend or the friend that was doing all of the mean things and I was currently on a personal growth journey and sharing bits of my wounds with people already on social media, letting people know that I struggle with things like anxiety, depression, and have some insecurities that I've been working on and I'm getting closer to God and things like that. Anything personal like that. And then I heard a podcast mentioning these same things from a different perspective, dealing with how I may have acted during a time of my life where it's in the past and I've since grown. I would have appreciated that my name wasn't mentioned. Because I didn't mention names. And I would have felt inclined to apologize for how mean I was. Because I detail how mean of a friend they had been to me for no reason at different times and I didn't even share all of it. I would have not been bothered by any of it, rather it been true or all lies. Or even if a parent said something about me when I was a kid. If I'm in a different space right now, or me and my parent is in a different space, and I'm grown, basically 30, I'm a different version of myself now. I'm not that kid anymore. I will be evolved enough to know not to take anything personal. And I would have been loving enough to have heard that hurt that I caused a friend with all my bullshit. And I would have wanted to clarify anything that was misinterpreted 
to reach a mutual understanding. And I would have been reaching out to say something like, you know what? I'm sorry I had to come to this. I'm sorry it took me so long to share my time with you or be open to talking to you. I know that if we had talked sooner or if I didn't lie about what happened to us on my YouTube, this all would have been history. I've clearly had the wrong perception and this podcast would have never been thought of if I would have been able to talk to you sooner. Let's start over. But this person wasn't ready. This person heard me call him fat or overweight or out of shape. When clearly all I talked about was how much I loved their body. When I mentioned how they never thanked me, never supported me, never apologized to me, or at the minimum gave me credit for the things I did or inspired, or even acknowledged me as a friend, they heard me say that I only do things because I need attention and recognition. When I clearly said it was just something that I noticed they didn't do, and I never addressed it. And when other people noticed it and brought it up to me, I just started to notice it more. But it never really bothered me. I accepted that that's that kind of person. That's who they are. You know, because that's what you do when you have a true friend. You accept people as they are. They heard me say that their spirituality started with me or with my church. When all I said was my mom made us go to church every Sunday. And I was happy when their mother joined our church. I'm not responsible for their spirituality. If anything, it will be my mom. But I'm sure they knew God before my mom made us go to church together every Sunday. I didn't even mention the conversations or statements made that would further prove my statement about that being a moment of bonding and, you know, or just a monumental time for us and our friendship. They heard me talk negative about their finances, but I did no such thing. I said they had a budget. And during that time, they may have not been ready to move or didn't want to pay for a space outside of their budget. But I never said that they were broke or that they had no money or that they couldn't afford anything. If anything, if you listen to previous podcasts, you know that I was broke at the time living off of my savings, and I didn't have a budget. So if anything, this person was smarter than me at the time to have a budget. Millionaires have budgets. I didn't assume they were broke or couldn't afford anything. I just know they had a budget. So if anything, they were smart, but somehow heard me talk bad about their finances or go deep into their finances when that's not the case. They heard me tell all their business and felt like it was just and only about their life and personal business. However, they didn't hear any of how their business became my business when I decided that we were true friends. Actually, we decided that together and I was their loyal supporter. They heard only what they wanted to hear. I apologized over and over again because I really am sorry that we can't be friends because of false perceptions. They said everything that I said was lies. But what I said wasn't a lie. What they heard was a lie. That's the thing about perception. It's tricky. 
If people can't comprehend your message or something is blocking the love, they'll dig out insecurities, darkness, or false beliefs to lash out instead of love. And I never meant to hurt them. I didn't want or expect that to happen. I didn't think it could happen because it was literally the truth, not my opinion. It was just how everything played out. It's okay to grow apart, Alante. Growing apart is one thing. Not growing is another. (laughs) True friends don't grow apart. True friends grow at their own pace, and because they know that they're friends forever, they extend grace to each other and stay friends along their individual journeys, continuously supporting, loving, and rooting for each other. They can discuss their disagreements, their disappointments, and put up with each other's bullshit and even give each other space. But they always stay friends. Okay. I'm noticing a pattern with you. True friendship. You have always been serious about your friends, old and new. I love the the loyalty you extend. But talk to me about this true friendship thing you keep emphasizing. Because it sounds like that's what this really is about. Yeah. I was an only child for a long time. My friends and my cousins were my family. Like, family, family. (laughs) Family is close and we bonded, of course. I just always attached to my friends. Like, they're my sisters and brothers. And I figured they were sent just for me by God to be that extra source of love and comfort I needed as a kid and even now as an adult. My friends mean the world to me. They're like my family. And if I have to let go, it's easier to do with new friends versus childhood friends just because there aren't as many memories to forget or detach from if it's a new friend. But this is a childhood friend. I understand. That makes sense then. While you're allowing this reaction to your podcast to bother you a bit, because to you, this is a true friend and you wanted them to or thought they would at least listen to it and understand or be ready to, you know, hear the truth and extend some grace or whatever way you want them to respond. And they responded differently. Well, are you at least telling me that you received that apology? That's not owed to you, by the way, but should be graciously extended because any righteous person would extend some mannerisms like a thank you or I apologize for how I acted or something like that for treating you the way that they did. You got that at least, right? For closure? No. Actually, quite the opposite. They didn't even acknowledge my feelings. Not all the lies, hurt or disrespect or distasteful characteristics they lashed at me besides to tell me that they don't care about my perception, about being mean to me or anything that dealt with my feelings from all of that. They only cared about the disturbing notes about their life that were shared. So basically refuse accepting no responsibility for their wrongs or the hurt that they cause, 
and didn't think to extend an apology or care about feelings, my feelings as much or even a fraction of how much I've always cared about theirs. Honestly, it felt like on the conversation, the person said, so what? Yes, I treated you like that. And yes, I did all that. And that's how everything went down. But I don't need people knowing who I really am. I'm not ready for the world to know who I really am. And I'm not never actually planning to tell them the truth or share my authentic self. So now you've put me in an awkward situation. It's very uncomfortable here. Now I have to reestablish some trust with people. And I just really can't believe you have the audacity to share these details of my life. It's my story to tell how I want to tell it. I definitely don't need you telling them. I'd rather them hear my version of who I am because I know me better than anybody. That's basically how the conversation went. From telling me they don't care about my feelings or my perception or being mean to me. All they care is that I just told the world who they really are. And that's not something they ever planned to talk about. Or rather, it's, they were very aggressive. Told me that I was wrong and they were not. If I was really lying about everything, they wouldn't have cared so much, right? Well, I at least hope they know that there's no need to address anonymous lies. Just like when I heard their false perception of me, I didn't reach out to them or make a statement about that specifically because it was a lie. I wasn't bothered by it as much as I was just interested in how the lie was thought up to begin with. It was interesting to me and I thought it was a great topic to discuss on Life, Love, and Lessons. My podcast is about personal development, navigating through life and through different types of relationships and the whole journey, not excluding the lessons we get from it. I figured the complexity of perception and reality and that specific situation of our friendship would have been a great lesson in many different areas. Okay. I'm hearing that their reaction wasn't what you expected or intended because you thought it was a good explanation and learning and teaching moment but they thought you were intending to hurt someone. So perception has won again. How does that make you feel? Sad. I'm happy I deleted the podcast. I don't need anybody feeling hurt by anything I did or didn't do. I didn't know you deleted it. That's very noble of you. Do you feel like or... Think that this person is right about you? Is that another reason you're bothered? No, there's no proof. I asked everyone close to me, all my friends, and this person is the only person that genuinely believes I'm a bad friend, rude, selfish, self-centered, or attention-seeking. I'm none of that, unless you consider self-care boundaries as being selfish or self-centered. And you know how I'm, I'm working on my rudeness. And it's not really being rude as much as I'm just very direct. And I'm not slow to apologize when I'm wrong for anything, no matter what it is. 
I don't need anybody's attention besides my parents right now, to be honest. And it's a struggle for me to be on social media frequently because I know the expectation of posting consistently to be successful. And I'd rather be in the back mind of my business. But I know that to be successful or to be an entrepreneur, I have to be on there consistently sharing my gifts. I'm working on being more comfortable with receiving consistent attention. It's not something I'm seeking. It's never been something I've needed. And if I didn't have any friends or didn't have so many beautiful people from my childhood, my 20s, and now just coming to me and loving me and allowing me to love them back, I would probably believe I was a bad friend, but it's quite the opposite. I've tried to let people go and even requested, you know, that we depart ways. And then people say, no, let's stay friends. They love me too much or we love each other too much or, you know, let's work on our differences because I'm a valuable person to have. I don't believe what they say about me, not even a fragment, especially because they're the only one who believes it. And whoever else they may have convinced to ride that wave of lies, that's cool. But it doesn't bother me. Good. Good job pinpointing the evidence. So it sounds like you are more really worried by having to let go of someone who you consider to be a true friend. And that you didn't get the closure you needed from that last conversation. Um, And I know you're happy you deleted the podcast because you think it was a gesture attached to your apology and effort to make that person feel better. I'm wondering, were you wrong for the podcast or any part of it that made made it easier for you to delete? No, nothing about it was wrong. Not in my opinion. I'm glad I deleted it because, like you said, it was a part of my apology. But I wasn't wrong. Just like they weren't wrong for sharing their truth. I told the unbiased truth and everything I shared about them was somehow intertwined with me. Because it was me addressing different things, situations, circumstances that put us in situations where we loved, we bonded, and also may have had a disagreement or a selfish selfish act or um, false perceptions, things like that in moments where those things were demonstrated. I didn't share my opinionated or clouded truth like she did. I shared our unbiased truth, which, by the way, I had to say where I was wrong and where I could have been a better friend. It wasn't just pointed fingers at them or anything, which is what they heard. If I wanted to tell their life story, I would have said much more. I would have given more detail. I would likely do it by writing a book about it because it would be too much for a podcast. (laughs) If I wanted people to think they were a bad person, I would have told them the things that I didn't share. But that's the stuff that's none of my business. And I didn't share it intentionally because I knew those things would would have caused some issues or came off like I was trying to make them the enemy. I only shared things about them that were involved with me during our time together as friends. 
things that may have been a reason or situation that caused our friendship to end. So, you did a therapist thing for the world to hear by highlighting the proof and listening and trying to understand the other person's side for mutual benefit. You know better, Alante. You know how the truth is, how heavy it can be when someone would rather carry their lies, how the truth hurts deep down to the core. And it sounds like they played the victim. Did you accept the role as the villain? Yeah. I don't really think I played the villain. I just deleted the podcast and apologized for releasing it and not talking to them personally. Because even if they did shut me out, I could have tried harder to get through to them if I needed closure or anything from them for that matter. I could have did an episode about a different situation or just left perception versus reality as that first episode and never made a part two. But I didn't. And I apologize for that. Did anyone besides you or this one person hear the podcast? Yeah, quite a few people. But it wasn't published long enough to reach the masses, I swear. (laughs) I actually deleted it the moment I seen that they reached out to me before our conversation that I didn't know was going to go the way that it did. I deleted it just because I didn't realize that, you know, it could be perceived in this negative way. Okay. I like that. So what other views did you get from the few people who heard it before you deleted it? Besides one friend agreeing with them, everyone was shocked and confused that I took it down and they wished that I didn't. Other people said that nothing about it seemed malicious or bad or like a tell-all or airing someone's business. People said it really seemed like just two different friends, two different people and their different perspectives. And I got that from strangers, people who don't know me, don't know them, people who do know them or know of them, and just a little bit of everybody. I was told that it was their guilt that made them reach out and feel the way that they did. That it showed that they were jealous of me or had some inner dislike or false feelings from something or was just mean as hell and never deserved me. That they're selfish for not at least apologizing or acknowledging my feelings and that I need to just let them go. What do you think? I think nobody knows what they're going through or dealing with and why they treated me the way that they did, but I just wish it wasn't a thing. I wish I would have just shared it to them and asked them to talk to me about it. I wish I would have just spoken to them directly somehow and brought up each situation and asked them why. Why did they treat me like that? To be honest, I know I know they truly believe that they're right in this situation and that they have no wrongs to own up to. And I don't think that's jealousy or guilt or shame or even intentional. I've heard a few sayings that can kind of explain what's happening to me. 
you know, if you lie long enough to yourself, you start to believe it or fake it till you make it. I think the self-expression that's happening right now with the journey that this person is on, there has to be people in their life or something that they're going through that will hopefully be able to make them a better person. I wish we could have had a round table talk about our friendship one last time and resolved it like true friends do. You know, been mature and adult-like and just hashed it out respectfully. Apologies on each end and moving forward towards love. Wishful thinking. I think true, true friendship for you is a journey without an ending. Is it safe to say that this one has an ending? Yes, yeah, safe to say that. So maybe childhood friend is the compartment of your brain where you can store this person. Put them somewhere near all the other traumas you've been through that you've released from your memory. And store this friendship with all the beautiful and fun memories you both created with each other. Release all the hurt, the grief, the irritation that they've caused you. And can I just say one thing that you might not like, but I think you'll appreciate hearing? <laughs> Here you go. Yes. Go ahead. You both are toxic to each other. Sounds like you just can't do right by them no matter how much right you do. You'll be selfish, self-absorbed, rude, say something hurtful or something that shouldn't be said for the sake of protecting their feelings. But you're still learning how to protect sensitive loved ones who require sensory from your blatant honesty. So you'll always be toxic to this person until you master that. And they just can't reciprocate your love. You have forgiven them over and over and over again and accepted their projecting, their gaslighting, and you agree to things just to keep the peace, which you know isn't healthy. But the one thing that they're right about is that you want some recognition. They're implying that you, you may need it from other people, like you want other people to know what you've done or what you did. But really, that's not true. It's just them. You kind of need them to say thank you. To own their faults. To apologize for every time that they hurt you or mistreated you for no reason and made you out to be the bad, bad person every time they refuse to support you. And it's not like you to still be expecting this to come from somebody who hasn't come around in all this time. Stop holding on to pieces of possibilities that maybe you both can start over one day. You refusing to let them go or let go of this dead friendship and accepting responsibility for all of their wrongs is toxic. It's time for you to detach, to really release. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of harsh. But I guess that's the lesson. That's the reason I needed to come see you sooner than our next appointment. Oh, 2020. 
Got me out here budgeting, doing challenges to remember to eat, starting over from scratch, exposing my setbacks and sharing the comeback journey, committing to therapy, and letting go for real. Indeed. And you have the vision. How are you going to let go of this one? Well, I do have control over my thoughts, which control how I feel. The best thing for me to do is to focus on God. I'm putting the true friendship behind me. The righteous shall move forward and onward. Keeping my eyes straight ahead and trusting God. I'll pray for them. I know that their behavior is a representation of their upbringing and internal struggles, just like my behavior is a representation of mine. I'll pray for both of our journeys and just keep pushing forward. On my guided meditation, I'll be on the water, moving across the ocean in a really big boat, listening to the sound of the waves, still, at peace, releasing every negative, bad memory, thought, source of sadness or grief, holding it in my hand and releasing it over the side of the boat as I glide. I'll return to the shore with only the good times, the love, the laughter, and put it in the safety lockbox in the storage, and then move forward with love. Wow. That's good. You've come a long way today. I'm really proud of you for owning up to your wrongs and acknowledging your wounds and just being your authentic self. You don't often create space for sadness or therapy, (laughs) but I'm glad you did. You are strong and you know it. You deserve more than you give yourself credit for. And really, Alante, don't let that one bad friend taint your love or loyalty for all of your other friends. Keep doing what you're doing, being who you are, and evolving as you do. There are too many people out here who love and appreciate you as you are. Focus on those people. And I have to say, you've come a long way from the Alante I used to know. Five years ago, you would have told them about themselves and apologized later. And you wouldn't have apologized for something you didn't do. You would have never heard the truth or deleted the truth of any matter to cover someone's lies. So I I don't know if you're getting soft or if this has something to do with that doing everything with love mantra that you have. It's definitely love. (laughs) I assure you, I am learning to be more soft, getting in tune with my feminine energy for this man of God that God is sending to me one of these days. However, 
I did those things. Apologize and delete the podcast, even when I probably shouldn't have, just to make them feel better. And I don't confront them directly because I feel like love would just honor the space that they're in right now. They're not ready to receive these honest conversations and take accountability. Not now. So I'm not going to force it. Love isn't going to force anything. If it's love, it just happens organically. It's a natural thing. And as I did before, I extended grace, opened the court up, gave them the ball, said my goodbyes with love and offered space whenever, if ever they become ready, and walked away. (sighs) Thank you for this session, really. This meditation and releasing all of that is exactly what I need. You're the best. Well, thank you for coming to session. And we could debate about who's the best all day. Let's just agree to love each other and extend an abundance of joy and nurturing as we we needed. Continue to do everything with love and You know, let go of things that do not serve you, including bad friendships and relationships. You know who you are. You know what you deserve. Continue being your authentic self so you can continue to attract all the love and genuine, genuine joy and support that you continue to receive. After noticing that, I seek the glow I can tell that there are people in your life who are continuously pouring into you and loving on you and giving you what you need. So focus on them. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. I'll see you next time, okay? With love, gratitude, and opulence, I thank you so much for your time, your ears, and your mind. Please send any topic suggestions via Instagram, email, and or reviews. Check the show notes for details. Share more love by recommending this podcast and or hitting subscribe. Peace and blessings. Until next time.